honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion, hosted on thesportstuff.com. And now, your host, Paladino Joey. Hello again, Timberwolves fans. Are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey at Wygen. Timberwolves Explosion is available on iTunes, or I guess we could call it Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Double Twist. Great to be on board once again with you today. And again, yes, Apple Podcasts. I guess that's probably what it's been forever, but we still call it iTunes, huh? But no, uh, wonderful to have you back on board. Uh, We're going to talk about the draft. We're going to talk about free agency, kind of piece things together here. With the Wolves offseason, the positives, the negatives, the weird, yeah, a lot of weird stuff. But uh, some swings and misses, some bunt singles, some, uh, I don't know yet. You know what? I don't know yet. Um, but I guess that's the joys of the draft and all that. And, of course, free agency. We all know how things can change quickly. And we learned about that uh, very quickly also on uh, uh, June the 30th. Yeah, things can change very quickly, this and that. So, positive, negative, negative, positive. And we're just kind of going to kind of go from there. But first and foremost, this segment is going to focus more on the NBA draft. We'll, we'll make it a three-segment show. NBA draft, segment number one, free agency number two segment, and of course, three-segment number three segment will be fan interaction. We'll be hearing from the likes of Vince Germano and Wayne Hunt and Jimmy Tintor, guys like that. Uh, Jimmy Tintor, more locally here in the Twin Cities. Vin Rock, Vince Germano, and Hank McCoy out of Australia. And the awesome, incredible superstar courtside podcast, which we'll get a shout-out on every show. It's just automatic because uh, I fully endorse that show, and they've endorsed uh, this one as well. You guys are the best. Uh, of course, love to hear from guys like Jimmy Tintor as well, locally. As, uh, you got to get some local flavor. I mean, I can't alienate myself too much, even though I probably have uh, quite a bit over the years. Yeah, I don't know. I just am who I am. NBA draft, uh, the biggest surprise was uh, the very first pick. I just, you know, I think most people thought it might be Hachimura or ja- uh, maybe uh, Kobe White or something, or some guy from Texas Tech might have gone to number one overall to the Pelicans. I don't know. Ah, you know, ah, what the hell? It was, yeah, it was Zion, uh, Zion Williamson, the... Uh, and he was named after Mount Zion in the Bible, which is pretty cool. And I guess you've got to figure it has to be something like that. Uh, he is going to be a hell of a player. Um, I still don't see him as a transcending future star like uh, Shaquille O'Neal type. But if he's Charles Barkley, he ain't bad, like a modern-day version of him. A modern-day Charles Barkley. Because Barkley was a big son of a gun who played bigger than he was and then added the athleticism with him being able to play bigger than he was, as in height, the the strength is definitely there with Charles Barkley and, of course, Zion Williamson because Chuck was a undersized power forward who, well, you know, I mean, he, who had an incredible athleticism to go with the strength. So that's why Zion Williamson definitely is compared to uh, Charles Barkley in a lot of ways. For the NBA's sake, I hope he's a better version of Charles Barkley. I hope he doesn't have a lot of injuries like Chuck did, especially late in his career. I'm not rooting for injuries at all. Uh, you heard the last show, of course, State of the Timberwolves, the way I uh, basically felt kind of bad for the Warriors. I don't feel bad for the Warriors at all anymore. Um, that's lasted about maybe that, that night. Otherwise, you know, they can go somewhere dark and hot. I don't know. Let's just leave that as is. I hate that freaking team. I have more reason to hate them. Let's just enter June 30th for that one. I can't take it anymore. I can't take it anymore. But we'll leave that to segment number two because I just 
can't go there. But but we stole somebody from them. Yeah, we got one of the free agents, and 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 somehow, some way, we found our way into that trade. Somehow, some way, we ended up facilitating, just like we facilitated for the uh, Miami Heat when we got some clown named uh, Michael Beasley, who actually, you know, you know, was a couple years earlier ranked a little higher on the draft boards than some of these young men that the uh, Wolves acquired from the Golden State Warriors. Uh, whatever. Whatever, man. Um, but, yep, John Morant went to uh, Wayne Hunt's Memphis Grizzlies. R.J. Barrett ends up going to the New York Knicks. I really like R.J. Barrett. I see him as a better version of uh, Jamal Murray. DeAndre Hunter ends up going to, uh, well, the Lakers slash, yeah, ended up going to the Lakers, who ultimately uh, traded that to the Pelicans, who ultimately traded that to the Hawks. And then it got traded again, and got traded again, and got, yeah, okay, no, it's going to the Hawks. Hawks, uh, nice draft. Uh, maybe an extremely good draft, because a certain guy went all the way to number 10. We'll get back to that in a second. Darius Bleepin' Garland. Minnesota Timberwolves have been trying to trade with the uh, Pel- uh, New Orleans Pelicans forever. They wanted to get uh, Roco, Robert Covington, included in that, along with, again, the Wolves' 11th pick. The Wolves did not want to make that move which might end up haunting us forever. But, of course, Robert Covington is a wonderful player. We all want him. But if you wanted Darius Garland so freaking much, you probably had to go there because Cleveland's just a stubborn, weird, God knows what the F they're thinking. But they wound up taking Darius Garland when we tried to get him with uh, as well. But Cleveland wouldn't budge on that one. Darius Garland, Darius Garland, Darius Garland. Wolves end up trading up to six and then tried again to move the sixth pick to get to number four, number five, whatever it was. We tried our best. We just we tried our best because we just love Darius Garland uh, so much. Obviously, very talented guy. Some people compare him to Damian Lillard, and Lillard's going to be making about, I don't even remember how much. I mean, too much, like $47 million a year or something. He got the Supermax. Yeah, it's too much. It's too much money. I don't care who these guys are. I mean, I don't care how good they are. I don't care how much the owners make, blah, 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 blah. Eventually, it gets to a point, that's a little crazy, but whatever. I guess they're the greatest people ever. Uh, I know, okay, I'm probably alienating half of my listeners because I know a lot of you think that, oh, gosh, you know, the players got their fair share last, uh, uh, what you call it, uh, lockout and all that, the uh, <clears throat> CBA and all that. Eventually, it gets to a point, like, isn't this a little too, bit too crazy, though? Especially when you look at hockey players, like the Minnesota Wild signed Matt Zuccarillo, you know, decent player, right? For six million a year, and it's like that much six million, man. That's like the equivalent of about twenty-four. No, maybe about eighteen. Maybe a Jeff Teague contract in the NBA. Maybe a little less. Maybe Gorgie's contract. Gorgie's contract. I've never called him Gorgie ever. Gorgie's contract. Maybe about like the sixteen million or so. That's about the equivalent. That's the gap in hockey and basketball. And hockey players end up, yeah, with a lot of wounds. Let's just say wounds. But no, the Cavaliers would not budge. They wound up with Darius Garland. Because again, the Wolves did trade up to number 6, which had a lot of us excited. At least we're going to get Kobe White, though. We're very excited. We're going to get Kobe White. That's probably who we traded up for because Garland's not going to be there, right? He's going to wind up with the Pelicans or whatever. Ended up going to the Hawks for DeAndre Hunter. And again, Mr. Walsh likes to spoil every bleeping pick in the history of the world. Everybody on the planet thought the Timberwolves were going to take Kobe White. Everybody thought the Wolves were going to take Kobe White here at 6. And then, you know, there he is on the screen with that, you know, pumping his head up and down, and he looked kind of like a clown a little bit. I was like, oh, I hope I hope he's not too silly. But then again, you remember how Steph Curry can be a clown as well, and he worked out pretty good for a certain Northern California team, which made a very, which made an, uh, another addition 
to their team, at least temporarily, just to rub it in our face even more. It's it's only a temporary move, you know, just just temporary. You know, he's he's he's, he's just a temp. You know, we're not necessarily going to hire him yet or anything, but somebody else will take on that uh, contract, the new contract he'll be having. A certain guy from Brooklyn, yeah, Brooklyn Nets stuff like that. So, so much for Darius Garland. I guess we traded up to get him, but we didn't get him. So, we'll, we'll get Kobe White. We, we need that point guard, whatever. We'll make a move with Jeff Teague, you know, expiring $19 million contract. No, I guess Jeff Teague's going to be the starter for now until we get this guy from the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> you can tell I'm not bitter about that one a little bit. So then, all of a sudden, there's Woj. There's Woj. Oh, Wojnowski himself. The Timberwolves are focused on taking Jarrett Culver. What? Wait, say what? Yeah, the, the Wolves were focused on taking Jared Culver. Um, and it's like, okay, we know his name is there. He's floating around that area. But I didn't think the Wolves were going to take Jared Culver. Uh, I didn't see that coming, but the Wolves took Jared Culver. And, yeah, Texas Tech's finest, Jared Culver, will be a Timberwolf. And I guess we're going to talk about him right about now or so. Uh, something like that, anyway. We'll, we'll get back to him in a couple seconds. Uh, Kobe White and does end up going to the Bulls at seven. Jackson ha- Jackson Hayes goes to the Hawks, who moved that pick to the uh, Pelicans, of course. Uh, Rui Hachimura ended up going ninth to the Wizards, where a lot of people thought that a certain guy named uh, Dumboya was going to wind up there. And Cam Reddish, my favorite uh, guy, who ended up going to the Hawks tenth. So Hawks ended up being awesome. And we'll get to the Wolves pick, which is the Suns, and yeah, we're in discussions to trade it, but yeah, you get the idea. They're making us wait until the sixth type of thing, all that. It's just the funniest thing ever. Uh, Cam Johnson, some guy named Cam Johnson from North Carolina who was supposed to go maybe like 20 picks later, winds up going to the Suns, and okay, I'm glad you traded down to get Cam Johnson at 11. I, okay, whatever. So I don't feel too bad about that one, but uh, Jared Culver. Well, I don't dislike this pick that much. She's obviously a talented player, but you got Wiggins, you got Okogi, you got uh, you got uh, Robert Covington, you might bring back Luol Deng, though now I have no idea what the Wolves are going to do. And you sign another guard named uh, oh, we'll get back to that other guy in the free agency segment. The other the former Golden State Warrior coming to the Wolves. In fact, a couple other ones because we were so, they were so generous they expected nothing. Like, you know, here's your Here's your consolation because you didn't get a certain guy named D'Lo who was who took a low blow on the Wolves apparently at the end. <clears throat> but uh, Texas Tech, Texas Tech's Jared Culver, sophomore, shooting guard, six foot seven ish decent wingspan, very solid defender. Some comparisons to Jared, uh, Jared to uh, Jimmy Butler. Other comparisons to... Uh, Evan Turner. Um, I Boy, I guess I'll take Jimmy Butler. Evan Turner? Put it this way. If Jared Culver is Evan Turner, Rosas, you got some explaining to do, buddy. Especially if Kobe White ends up being a lot better than, uh, well, Evan Turner level. And I think he's going to be better than that. I don't know. It's going to be an interesting uh, situation here. Very interesting analytics with this guy. He's an intelligent player. He works hard. A gym rat, all that. He's a little bit light, though. He's only like 194 uh, for about a 6'7 guy. Uh, he's really good in transition, and I mean really good. He's got a little bit of that magic in him without the spectacular passes, but he's intelligent. The one thing about Jared Culver that is extremely important that we have to note here, before I talk about some of his other uh, you know, ratings, so to speak, with all the different uh, 
analytics and uh, different uh, different avenues of the game of basketball that he's good at or extremely good at or excellent at or, eh, you know, at, is, again, he needs the basketball, I think. I mean, you sit down and look at him. He needs the basketball to be to be uh, successful. Um, and against big, tough defenders, he struggles because he's only, again, he's only 194. And against the other way, too, when he's defending against larger players, he struggles. Uh, very good post game though when he's bigger than someone else and he's got that height he's got that six foot seven height and to me you sit down and analyze things with Jared Culver he absolutely positively has to be a guard not a small forward a guard which means if Andrew Wiggins is still on the team if he hasn't torn the whole target center down and <sighs> I'm losing it but uh, if he you know if he hasn't lost his mind at the end of the day getting pissed off at the uh, at Carl Anthony Towns and uh, Gerson Rosas for betraying him and offering him to the Brooklyn Nets uh, with the first-round pick. If he doesn't feel totally betrayed right now and he supposedly he's really pissed off, uh, I mean, he's got to be the small forward. He has to be a small forward because Jared Culver has to be a guard. Maybe some point guard, maybe some small forward. So why did I just say that? Point guard or shooting guard, per se. He has to have the ball in his hands, though, I think, to be successful on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, he's a good, solid defender, but again, against bigger guys, he has a little tough time. He's got to put on some muscle. Luckily, he's only 20 years old, and he likes to work. He likes to work. He's a good, strong Christian guy, which is wonderful. I'm glad he's a Christian. I'm a Christian. I'm not ashamed to say that. I'm not ashamed at all to say I'm a Christian, and I'm sure some of you aren't as well. But, of course, uh, there's more to everything uh, when it comes to basketball, uh, per se. Uh, Interesting avenues to look at. Again, let's just get back to that before I get too silly. Uh, Again, in transition, they rate him, like, very good. Uh, He averages 1.118 points uh, per possession, so that's good. He's in the 67 percentile, so he's in the upper half, so to speak. Overall half-court, 65 percentile, uh, .909. He's very good in that. Uh, Pick-and-roll handler, 63 percentile, .8. They consider him just good, so he's not too spectacular in the pick-and-roll. Spot-up, spot-up, not so good. Um, And one thing that's not thrown here is the catch-and-shoot. Again, did I mention he needs the ball? See, his spot-up shooting, he's in the 58 percentile, which is considered good, so he's in the upper half, but he's not that great. Uh, isolation, he's he's above average, well above average, 77. That's actually the highest percentile at this stage as we're sliding down this column here, thanks to SB Nation. Article I did post in the Facebook page, which I believe got some reaction. He's considered very good in that department, 0.95 points in that uh, situation. On cutting, he's averaging over a point, but he's only 62%. Off-screen, 64%. He's just considered good in both of those. See, post-up, he's, he's he is a really good post player, um, especially with guys that are smaller than him. He could flat dominate and just go over them. Uh, and he's got very nice spin moves, but he's not super quick with the ball. He doesn't have the quickness necessarily to be a great player. Uh, he's got a nice hesitation move, though, which a lot of people do like. I think he's got some uh, wonderful possibilities there. Uh, he's extremely good, though, in the handoffs, uh, in the in the handoff plays. Uh, 
where it's kind of the handoff and then shoot right away, that type of thing, or, or make a move. He's considered excellent. He's in the 94 percentile, which is his strongest uh, trait there. And miscellaneous, which I guess miscellaneous, part of me, which could be considered intangibles, meaning he's high IQ, this and that. He's also considered excellent in the 84 percentile. In handoffs, 1.3 points, though. So that's his strength in the handoffs. Again, backcourt. Not small forward, Not certainly not power forward, but backcourt. Um, it sounds like Roko is going to be playing some power forward. So again, hopefully he can stay away from leg bruises this time. God bless him. I'm glad he'll be healthy and ready to go again. But uh, in the in the in the handoff plays, very very good. That that is his overall strength. I'm not sure you can change a franchise with that. Uh, Jared Culver is not necessarily being brought in to be a franchise changing player, but you got to have a number two or number three star on your team in the draft when you're picking in the top six. I got to think and. I'm not sure we've done that here. Maybe. Hopefully. I don't think he's Wesley Johnson. I, I really don't. I think the defensive capability is there. The hesitation. And again, he's a completely different type of player. I think he brings more facets to the game than Wesley Johnson did bring. Wesley Johnson is not capable of leading an offense uh, up the court. Not only getting to the basket on the fast break, but also setting up other players for three-point catch and shoots. And, of course, other players in transition going up for dunks and such. That's what I really like about uh, what Jared Culver brings to the game. So if you like a little of that old-school Showtime style, Jared Culver can bring a little bit of that, despite the fact he's not the fastest guy of all time. Uh, certainly not the fleetest of foot, but I certainly wouldn't call him the uh, the worst. The things that scare me, though, he's not good in the catch-and-shoot. He's got a hitch in his shot. It's weird. It's weird-looking. Um, especially in his free throws, like 68%. Uh, he shot 22% in the NCAA tournament, 3 of 7. Team, uh, what am I saying? 7 of 31 overall. Uh, that's not very good. Uh, Three-point percentages throughout his collegiate career. He shot better as a, as a freshman, 38%. Of course, uh, well, yeah, he still averaged almost 20, uh, almost 27 minutes as a freshman, 32 and a half as a sophomore. But his percentage dropped by 8 that is horrible, despite averaging, well, you know, he averaged about another uh, 0.3 attempts a game. His free throw percentage, 68%. Pretty awful, to be honest. Slightly better as a sophomore than as a freshman, 70.7%. 64.8 as a freshman. But he's got a hitch in his shot. Uh, it's weird. It's kind of a slow release. It's kind of a long release. Kind of reminds me of Joe Smith a little bit. Um, so we'll try to stay away from that. Joe Smith. Oof, I don't want to think about that one. Uh, he does attack the offensive glass, which is good. A little over uh, one and a half a game in the offensive rebounds. He's a good He's a good darn rebounder. Uh, averages about six and a half as a sophomore. Averaged about six and a half, about five as a freshman in, in less minutes. Again, about almost four assists, which is really good in college basketball for a shooting guard. That's extremely good. Uh, one and a half steals. Uh, he did have almost three turnovers, and again, that's at times again when he, some of those catch it, some of those catch plays, or some of those plays where he's just, you know, he's 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 defended. He's not always good in traffic, though. Driving to the basket, he's good, but if he's pressed, bringing the ball up, he can make mistakes, and that's where things come up a bit, especially against bigger players coming up on him. He he has a tough time in that situation. Again, he's got to bulk up a bit. Luckily, he's he's a younger guy, but he's going against other young guys. It's not like he's going against NBA players here, big, bulky, you know, 30-year-olds, 28-year-olds. He's going up against college players. So that's the other 
fasting period, you got to sit down and think about it. The guy needs to get bigger, plain and simple. Um, you see SOS as a statistic. That's 9.53. I just say it's SOS all right sometimes in those situations for him. <laughs> Save me, right? Um, but there are strengths and weaknesses with Jared Culver. Some of you out there locally are like, oh, I'm so excited about this pick. But do you realize, you do, you do realize that their number one guy was... Uh, the reason why they traded it up was to get Darius Garland. But there's a bit of a miscalculation here. We win, we could never get to the fourth pick. and it, I, I don't know. Just because Sexton is on the Cleveland Cavaliers doesn't mean the Cleveland Cavaliers weren't going to take uh, Darius Garland. And apparently that's who they wanted. And I don't agree with what Cleveland's doing. I think it's BS. And I mean, I, I bet Rosas is frustrated, but... I don't know. I mean, a couple of swings and misses here don't have me off to a... I don't have a good first impression of Gerson Rosas, other than a cute press conference and uh, some more professional thought process and some more creative thinking than some of the other people in the past. David Kahn, I mean, he'd made a trade-up as his first... Uh, his his first move as general manager of the Tim Rolls or president of basketball operations. And, well, we've been scratching... We've scratched our head ever since then, and... I, I don't know. I mean, we're not doing so hot right now. I, I don't know. Uh, I, I'm not as down in the dumps and pissed off and bleep this and trade towns as some of you might think. In fact, some people locally are already saying that. I'm not going to go that far. Uh, I still want to believe that there's something with Andrew Wiggins. Hopefully this quote-unquote trade that didn't happen can wake up Andrew Wiggins here. I mean, if something could wake up Andrew Wiggins, this is the first time in his life that he legitimately was getting moved on. He was getting quote-unquote rejected. And this time for real. So if he's so pissed off and feels so betrayed, take your anger out uh, on the game and give us reason to not want to trade you next offseason or whatever if he is still on a bleeping roster unless we still trade him. You know, if you feel betrayed, whatever, go out and go out and do something about it. You know, that's what certain players do when they almost got traded, whatever. They come back with a vengeance. So one way or another, he's on the Timberwolves now. Is Andrew Wiggins... And his contract is tough to trade, yet it still almost did get traded because, well, I mean, certain people may have been willing to give him a chance. A lot of people still believe that the New York Knicks will bite on Andrew Wiggins. They did get Julius Randle, so good for them. So we'll see what happens there. Uh-oh, uh-oh, foreshadowing into segment number two. But yeah, they got Julius Randle and Taj Gibson. So goodbye, Taj Gibson, uh, fellow New Yorker in his case. I'm not a New Yorker, but I'm just saying, uh, well, he went home, basically. And good for him. Um, at the end of the day. The Jared Culver situation, though, interesting, has potential, but he's got some very, very, very defined flaws here. I mean, if you have a hitch in your shot, I'm not going to get that excited about you. And that not-so-great three-point percentage, which is college, not NBA, by the way, range, not that impressive. Again, 38% as a freshman, 30% as a sophomore. That's a big drop, folks. That's a big drop. I don't care. And the free throw percentage, not good either. Naturally a better defender, but even in that case, if he's going up against bigger players like Mr. Barrett uh, of Duke, didn't work out so hot, did it? So, I mean, it kind of is what it is, you know? <laughs> it kind of is what it is there. So, get bigger, uh, get bigger, Jarrett, if you could. Mr. Culver, Mr. Culver's get better if you could. Get bigger if you could. Get rid of that damn hitch. I mean, there's got to be a way. There's got to be a way with Gerson Rosas' collaboration and uh, 
Ryan Saunders' collaboration with his uh, assistant coaches, there's got to be a way to improve this guy's uh, release. Quicker release, shorter release, all that, and uh, get rid of that damn hitch, because if he's got a hitch in his shot, Jared Culver is not going to have a whole lot of success in the NBA. There's your Evan Turner, and now Evan Turner went number two in the draft early. You know, he was, everybody was all excited about him, and Evan Turner's a role player at best. At best. I mean, I couldn't care less about Evan Turner. It's like, oh, the world's got Evan Turner. Like, if that was a free agent move, I'd be like, uh-huh, and? Who, is there any other player, like, on the plan, or that's our number one guy? I mean, I'd be like, oh, well, we stink then. You know, that's a nothing move. Unless he's the final piece, which I don't think Evan Turner's the final piece to anything. So, Jared Culver, don't be Evan Turner, okay? Be closer to Jimmy Butler if you could. Maybe not exactly. But uh, he's from the similar part of the country. Hardworking, Lubbock, Texas, all that good stuff. I appreciate all of that. Stayed home in Texas Tech. Now he's coming all the way up to Mini. I will see what happens. Love the guy, but uh, let's 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 hopefully we can start loving the player uh, even more than the guy. That'd be nice. As for a guy we might end up loving, seems like a pretty cool good cool cat. Interesting, intelligent, uh, great potential. I think, and I don't know how the hell the guy dropped. Uh, is uh, a guy by the name of <laughs> Jalen. Noel, and it's not spelled like Nerland's Noel, it's just he's got his own name, and of course Nerland's is staying with the Thunder due to my chagrin. That guy's going to be really fun to watch, I think. Uh, Tyler Hero, which some people got excited about at the last second one of going to the Heat. Uh, Seko Demboya off to the Pistons, and he'll be joining Derrick Rose there. There I go again. Uh, that Walker Alexander, he's going to the Nets. Well, not the Nets, he's going to the Pelicans. Interesting move there. It was the Nets, but ultimately the Pelicans. Romeo Langford, a guy that I liked. He's going to the Celts. Any other major ones? Uh, Brandon Clark, a guy that got talked about nonstop. He's going to uh, Hank McCoy's, uh, Hank McCoy, Wayne Hunt's uh, Grizzlies after the Thunder moved that pick. The surprise of the draft for me, other than Jared Culver, the Jared Culver pick, which is kind of a surprise, and that Cameron Johnson, what the hell is that? Don't even know there. But not... Sassier Little, who I was extremely excited about if the Wolves ended up standing pat at 11, and he would have been there, apparently. 25th of the Portland Trailblazers, who made a move recently for Hassan Whiteside. Have uh, Nasir Little joining the fray there, and also re-upping uh, Rodney Hood. Boy, I keep going ahead here, but uh, that's going to be a pretty good team next year. Maybe they'll win the West. Eh, but maybe. <laughs> what a move there. Uh, what a lucky, What a lucky drop. For the Portland Trailblazers. Not so little. I don't understand that. And Kevin Porter Jr., some people thought highly enough that the Wolves would take him at 11. He ultimately goes 30th overall. The Bucks traded that pick to the Pistons, who officially traded the pick to the Cavaliers. So Kevin Porter Jr. will be a Cleveland Cavalier. We move on forward. Nothing too exciting in the second round. Not none of the major names other than Bull Bull, who slipped all the way past the Timberwolves to 44th overall. Marcus, the forecaster, wasn't too thrilled that the Wolves passed at him, but uh, this Jalen Noel guy, hey man, wow, Pac-12, Pac-12, Washington, big one here. He was the uh, the player of the year for Washington as a sophomore, six foot four shooting guard who's uh, got a heck of a game. He's an interesting guy. Uh, unfortunately, his father has passed away uh, a, a while ago. Um, but de- definitely, you know, was motivated by him and all that uh, to work hard and uh, 
You know, as long as the effort was there, that's number one. Even if he missed 10 threes in a row, the effort was there. So, interesting guy. I watched a video on him recently. Uh, 44% in his sophomore year. Free throw percentage close to 80. So, that's better than uh, Jared Culver. 16.2 points, 5.3 rebounds as a six foot four guy. So and 3.1 assists. He's got an all-around game. Uh, defensively, I'm not sure he's in Jared Culver's level, but uh, his offense is really something. You got the uh, beyond the arc 50 uh, on the uh, well, what would be your right side? I guess it's left on the chart, but right side if you're facing the rim, 51.4 percent beyond the arc. Top of the key, 35.9. So he's got to be on the sides there. But on the right side, of the right side shot, uh, 44.4 on the left side. Uh, left corner, 50.5%. That's awesome, but only a couple attempts there for some reason. And uh, not so many otherwise in the uh, the right corner, 41.7. So he's not so spectacular in the corner shots. But on the right baseline, uh, well, he made a couple there. He didn't shoot a whole lot. I uh, got to the paint quite a bit because he's quite a driver which is good, but again, 51.4% on the right side of the arc there. That's good. Right side of the arc. Uh, didn't shoot a whole lot of two-pointers, except a couple on the left side there. Not so good. Uh, that, he's not good on the left side, to be honest. That might be why his draft uh, stock dro- dropped a bit, so don't force him. Uh, hopefully, you don't get him to go left too often, but if you can get him to go left from three, he'll still burn you with that 44.4. Excellent, uh, but again, it gets to the rim a lot. 211 attempts around that area in the paint. 61.6%. That's freaking awesome, and I appreciate that very, very much, to be quite honest. So that's exciting when you look at his shot chart. Um, obviously an offensive force. Again, an intelligent, high IQ type of guy. I think uh, this Noel has a chance to be excellent. I'm not sure why he slipped too much other than, again, his left side in the mid-range, you know, in front of the arc, not so good. But if he's able to get past you to the basket, he's got that quickness. He's got excellent ball handling skills. Um, I think uh, Nerland's Noel. (laughs) Jalen Noel has a chance to be a pretty good productive player in the NBA for many years. He might even be a starting guard at some point. Uh, I think he's that good. I really like Jalen Noel. I mean... We may think of how we do about sixth overall for a Jarrett Culver, but I think Jalen Noel has a chance to be a very, very productive NBA player for many years. At very least, a very valuable rotation guy, but could be more beyond that. Uh, he's got leadership skills, without a doubt. Uh, Culver has some leadership skills, of course, because, well, he led the offense in Texas Tech. He played a lot of point guard there as a six foot five, six foot six guard at 194. Um, Got a lot of talent, obviously, Culver, but so does uh, Noel. Really love what he can bring to the Minnesota Timberwolves long-term. This team needs a guard, and we got a guard, a potential point guard. He's a shooting guard, but he could definitely play point guard for the Timberwolves. Kind of a combo guard type of guy, I guess, about Randy Foy's height. But I think there's more to his game than Randy Foy, which is crazy when you think where Randy Foy went in the draft. (laughs) Sixth overall, let's leave that number. Or no, he went seventh, and then the Wolves traded with Portland ultimately to get him for, uh, for uh, Brandon Roy. That ended up being more of a watch because Brandon Roy's knee deteriorated and Randy Foy just wasn't that great. And, uh, well, Randy Foy's barely on NBA rosters nowadays or not at all anymore. Uh, Culver still, we'll just have to wait and see. I mean, uh, the guy has a lot of weaknesses, but he has a lot of strengths as well. 
uh, his shot chart again in front of the arc. So again, beyond the arc, not so good, but in front of the arc on the left side. So kind of almost opposite of uh, Noel, 64.3. That's kind of a long two, though. So you're going to see a lot of, (laughs) you know, Remember Wiggins with the long twos and we complained about that forever and the local media and national media and international media complains about Andrew Wiggins with the long twos? Jared Culver's kind of a two-point shooter, isn't he? He's kind of a mid-range guy, but he does get to the rim and he's about 60% there. Um, only a couple attempts. He he did make three of five, though, to Jared Culver on the right corner. So, okay, where Wiggins is really good on the left corner at the end of the day, really good on the left corner. Yet, yeah, that's the only place in the entire shot chart for Andrew Wiggins where he's super good. Everywhere else, he just stunk. Uh, Andrew Wiggins, for the most part, especially with those gosh darn Mickey frickin' long twos. Um, Culver does attempt a lot of long twos, but there's one spot which is a bit of a sweet, uh, sweet spot. Left shot. Left side, pardon me. Uh, again, his left, per se, uh, when he's looking at the basket. 9 out of 14. That's pretty good. 64.3%. And uh, again, uh, he's almost perfect in a certain areas down there by the in the baseline area. In fact, he was just about perfect, but he hardly attempted a couple shots there. And he was awful on the right side, except on the right corner. On the right corner three there. So excellent there, three of five. But the baseline shot, not so good from a long distance. 0 of 4, but maybe a couple of floaters, 50% there for Jared Culver on the right side. So we'll just have to wait and see. He's going to be a very interesting addition to this team. Of course, I think Jalen Noel is a guy to be pretty optimistic about if you're a Timberwolves fan. He's going to at least provide some kind of a spark plug. He's certainly an offensive weapon in Culver. You're going to expect a lot from him. He's going to be a starting type of player for this team for many years, unless we trade him to get to a certain uh, guy who went from Brooklyn to another city uh, west of here a bit. We'll just leave that alone. You already know. I don't even want to talk about it. That's, a, that, that's how fondly I feel about that situation. Um, but, you know, I mean, it's interesting to see Bull Bull go to the... Uh, Miami Heat, he'll be joined by a, a jackass. We'll just leave that alone. You know who that jackass is, maybe. Some of you that pay attention. So, I <laughs> do I come out of this optimistic? Well, I think the Noel pick is interesting and a lot of fun. I think the Culver pick is... A, <laughs> he's. I, I, I hope he's not a bust. I don't think he will be. I'm not negative and pissed off about it, but I need to see more to, before I can get too excited about it. I, I, I'm sorry. I have to be honest. If you have a hitch in your shot, it's got to go. It's, it's got to go. It's got to go, and it's got to go now. Uh, so hopefully the Timberwolves can get things going in the right direction with that. Hopefully we can get this guy to head in, head in the right direction. Um, James Harden had a lot of issues coming into the NBA offensively. He was good in some areas and not so good in others. So it's a similar situation. You hope that uh, Gerson Rosas can bring some of that uh, Houston magic along the way. Obviously, <laughs> James Harden had a lot of talent coming into Houston already. He was already looked, looking like an all-star type of guy, even though disappointing in the big games, which he was very disappointing, and he still is. Uh, James Harden, his, his, his beard gets in the way in the big games for some reason, I guess. Uh, Culver, well, you know, his team went to the championship game, but he wasn't that great in that game. Uh, the Texas Tech in general wasn't that great in that game. So uh, that's something to make note of. That doesn't mean he's going to be a failure, though. Uh, Texas Tech wasn't supposed to get to the Final Four. They weren't, and they got to the title game. So 
that does mean something, and Culver being one of the leaders of the team, if not the overall leader of the team, does mean something. It does, but uh, there's areas that need to be improved, uh, and of course, a lot of players come into the draft raw and not ready, uh, not ready to, to really start to show their true potential for another two to three years, and if that's how it is with Culver, so be it. Even though he'll be starting and playing some significant minutes, hopefully in the next two to three years, Culver's a completely different guy, and he just very well might be. I am rooting for you, Jared. I am rooting for you in a big way, and praise the Lord and all that. <laughs> and I mean that sincerely. I'm not being sarcastic. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Uh, welcome to the NBA, and may God guide you to the uh, very to very high heights. Very high heights. And uh, Jalen Noel, awesome, intriguing pick. So with that said, I've rehashed this enough. Let's take a quick break and get to free agency with all that excitement in other cities so far, I guess. But maybe this city will be happier after the break or something. Free agency? D'Angelo? Oh, I don't even want to talk about that fool. back here on Timberwolves Explosion segment number two going to look more at free agency now and then of course segment number three will be fan interaction as mentioned before I should mention though really quick please don't get ticked off at me about uh, Jared Culver don't get pissed off at me about me poking a couple holes in his game this and that hey you know what he hasn't even played an NBA game yet he has all the time in the world to quote-unquote fill those holes plug those holes so to speak but you got to get an honest assessment right there at the end of the day. He's got work to do to become a, a, a great player in this league. Uh, at the very least, he'll be a very good uh, starting rotation type of guy and go from there. Interesting point of view from the Timberwolves a bit of late as well. The approach, this and that. Looks like we're getting more and more athletic. We're getting longer, this and that with the free agency acquisitions. So there, there's some encouragement out there, and you'll hear uh, Vince Germano. It won't be quite as long of a... <laughs> <laughs> of a back and forth with uh, me and Vince Germano was last year. That was cool. Like the whole first segment, me and Vin Rock, Vince Germano talked about the Jimmy Butler situation. So last year's show, probably going to be a little bit longer than this one. It was over an hour and a half last year. Not sure exactly where this one's going to take me. But uh, Vin Rock, Vince Germano does add a audio submission going into segment number three. So look forward to that for sure. Coming back with some uh, positivity and uh, bringing a little common sense back to the show. Because sometimes I jump off the track a little bit. Well, free agency is quite busy, quite interesting. Again, we'll get to who the Wolves added. We'll talk about some of the guys real quick, some of the main ones. Of course, Kevin Durant has moved on to the Brooklyn Nets, which is a good thing in my opinion, just to get rid of him, just to end the whole Warriors' current version of their dynasty. Kyrie Irving also goes to the Brooklyn Nets, 164 for four years for Kevin Durant. Unfortunately, it's like a three-year deal with a fourth-year amount of money just to recover. You know, I'd like to get paid to recover, but, yeah, that's a different story there. <laughs> paid to recover from injury, the poor guy. But, hey, he's going to have a, a lot of money. That's for sure, 164. Kyrie Irving, 142. Hopefully, he can stay healthy. That's a problem. Kemba Walker then replaces uh, Kyrie Irving, but the Celtics lose just about everybody. Jimmy Butler ultimately goes to the Miami Heat in a trade that could be quite interesting. Uh, we'll look at the Golden State thing in a minute here. We kind of have an idea what happened there. Uh, Jimmy Butler, again, he's going to the Miami Heat. 
bit of a fascinating uh, move there in terms of what took place. Jimmy Butler and Mayors Leonard going to the Heat in a four-team trade. Four-team trade. These are extremely rare. Uh, Maurice Harkless, who was a possible Timberwolf years ago in the mock drafts, forget about four or five years ago already. Uh, Los Angeles Clippers receive a first-round pick lottery protected through 25-26. Then it becomes unprotected after 26, I guess, or on 26. And something called Matthias Lessart, so God bless him, Hassan Whiteside's $27 million contract goes to the Portland Trailblazers as they end up replacing Enos Kander, who wound up choosing, choosing the Celtics. And the Philadelphia 76ers, who do they receive? <clears throat> who do the Sixers get after all that mess? Josh Richardson. Oh, man. You know, I think that would have been a nice return for the Timberwolves. Wouldn't that have been nice if it was just Jimmy Butler and Josh Richardson? That type of thing. Maybe you do have a four-team trade or something, but the Wolves just get Josh Richardson back. Wouldn't that have been nice? Well, Philadelphia ends up coming out smelling pretty good after that move. Uh, they also get Al Horford via free agency, this and that. Good one there. Very expensive contract for a guy over 30, but does provide some defense. Josh Richardson provides defense. Uh, it's a very, very long team. Uh, <laughs> you've got Simmons, who's one of the tallest point guards ever, honestly. Uh, the tallest point guard ever was a guy by the name of Magic Johnson, of course. Uh, Josh Richardson. Uh, Tobias Harris ends up leaving. We'll talk about him in a second. As there's a whole lot of oodles and oodles of gobs. <laughs> oodles and oodles and oodles and gobs and gobs to get to. One move after another. It's all good stuff. It's all fun. It's all so exciting. Or really, is it? <sighs> it's a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. But yep, Jimmy Butler off to the uh, Miami Heat. So good for him, I guess. He gets to lead a team and make a jerk of himself. But, eh, well, yeah, he's, he's, he's all about winning, isn't he? Al Horford, four, uh, four years, 109 to the Sixers. The Celtics continue to lose player after player, but they do wind up getting a, a point guard back. We'll talk about him in a second. Clay Thompson, five years, 190. As good as Clay Thompson is, and as much as uh, I've actually talked well about him on this show because I love the way he plays, I hate the Warriors and all that, and I hate when Clay Thompson hits shots because I don't want the Warriors to win. But, hey, he does it the right way. He doesn't have to demand the ball. He doesn't have to dominate the ball the whole game. Catch and shoot, all that good stuff. But I, was, is that really worth 190 though? I mean, I, I guess. I guess it is. Uh, but here's one that's probably a bit more, you know, head-scratching a bit. As good as Chris Middleton is. Five years, 178. Jiminy Christmas. Danny Green. Oh, here we go. This just happened, basically, because he was a possible Timberwolf. Yeah, everybody was a possible Timberwolf if we trade this guy and move this guy there and, and then move this Rubik's Cube that way. You know, we, we right inverted, left inverted. This is, uh, okay, whatever. I don't like Rubik's Cubes because they're too difficult, but um, maybe I'm just not smart enough. Maybe I'm not quite in Gerson Rosas' uh, IQ level of 100,000, but yeah. I'm, uh, Danny Green's going to the Lakers, so they got Danny Green consolation prize for a certain guy who's going to the other, uh, well, he's going to the same stadium but wearing a different jersey certain guy from the LA area, a guy who uh, held a ring and an MVP trophy at the end of the finals. Yeah, can I be in him a little more obvious? But yeah, Danny Green leaves the Raptors too, so that's kind of sucky. I kind of feel bad for the Toronto Raptors, but at least they got the ring. Isn't that what we all want? Chris Stapps, Porzingis, Porzingis, zing! That's probably Hank McCoy's or uh, let's say Wayne Hunt's favorite player because zing, right? Porzingis? Agrees to five-year 158 with the Dallas Mavericks. So Dirk Nowitzki 
Good job uh, hanging on just long enough until Kristaps Porzingis can be healthy enough to play. Or is he healthy enough? But yeah, he'll probably play at some point this year. Nikola Vucevic, pardon me, I should know that already. Nikola Vucevic, who I always thought was the better Nikola between him and Pekovic. Uh, as good as Pekovic was, Vucevic is an awesome player. Four years, a hundo to the Orlando Magic. Now here's a guy I love very much, and I got in semi-heated debates on Flip's Army and other page, uh, other Facebook pages, but I guess it was mostly Flip's Army. Some guys that are, you know, again, their IQ's in the thousands, and mine is uh, like 14 or something, at least according to them, because they're just so much smarter than me, even though they're like half my age. Can't imagine where I'd get that opinion. Uh, <clears throat> Jamal Murray agrees to a five-year, $170 million contract uh, extension with the uh, Denver Nuggets. That's a lot of bleeping money. Jamal Murray's a really good player. I mean, really, really good, but I, that's a lot of money. That's a big commitment, but uh, we'll see. Denver Nuggets, they'll be a contender in the West, but oh boy, we got to, the City of Angels is going to be tough to get through in the uh, in the NBA. You just might have a Western Conference Finals in the Staples Center. The entire Conference Finals will be played in the Staples Center. I wouldn't be surprised at all, actually. In fact, that's where I'm leaning at this stage. I love Jamal Murray. And I still contend he is better than Zach Levine. All of you that love Zach Levine, you can go ahead and get mad at me and say all that. Like, how can you say Jamal Murray's flat out better? Well, maybe he's not flat out better, but I think he's a more complete player. And I do think, I I don't know. I mean, I, I like the success. I love what Jamal Murray brings. I think there's more potential with Jamal Murray than Zach Levine. I do believe his ceiling is a little bit higher. Harrison Barnes continues to get paid four years, $85 million with the Sacramento Kings. Not a bad move there. Interesting club, Sacramento. In fact, very interesting. Uh, Paul Millsap, the Denver Nuggets have exercised the $30 million option. So good for them, I guess. $30 million to Paul Millsap for one more year. Team option. Brooke Lopez, Milwaukee Bucks conference finalists. Unfortunately for them, they lost four in a row there. Four years, 52 for Brooke Lopez. J.J. Redick leaves the Philadelphia 76ers to go to the New Orleans Pelicans with Zion Williamson and a bunch of L.A. Lakers who are actually pretty good players. 26.5 for only two years, so okay. All right, that's an interesting move. Stretch the floor a bit for an extremely talented uh, New Orleans Pelicans team. If, if they don't make the playoffs next year, I'd be very surprised. Patrick Beverly's going to be lobbing the ball to a, a couple of very talented players. And I still haven't gotten to it yet on purpose because it's pretty amazing stuff. Um, three years, $40 million to be the point guard of the Los Angeles Clippers. Might be playing in some very big games about a year from now. A little less, maybe 11 months from now. We'll see. DeAndre Jordan joins a Brooklyn Nets club, which could also be in the NBA Finals <laughs> at some point. If uh, well, I mean, In fact, they better be for all the amount of money they've invested here. They better make it. DeAndre Jordan joins the Brooklyn Nets. Big time move there, as long as he's still close enough to his prime. Uh, still got that athleticism and such. He's really not been in, in the spotlight nearly as much since he left the LA Clippers, though. But uh, we'll see. I mean, I guess that happens when you play for a Dallas Mavericks team that was just completely out of the picture. Uh, Nikola Mir- uh, Miritich leaves the uh, New Orleans New Orleans Bobcats, New Orleans Pelicans Bobcats, and goes to Barcelona. So, all right, off he goes to where uh, Ricky Rubio used to play and live and all that. Derek Rose leaves the Timberwolves for a two-year deal with the Detroit Pistons. Jonas Valencius goes to the Memphis Grizzlies, three years, forty-five. Gerald Green, one-year deal with the Rockets, no. Information on that one. Terrence Ross, four-year deal, 54. Holy crap, with the magic. 
Al Farik, the Farik himself, Amino, goes to the uh, Orlando Magic. So Magic picking up a couple of pieces, but nothing too spectacular. Both of those, uh, yeah, Farik Amino leaving the Portland Trailblazers and goes to the Magic. A guy that a lot of you wanted back, but his price tag is a little too high. Looked like he was going to go to the Indiana Pacers for the longest time. Winds up getting $51 bucks in only three years for the uh, Phoenix Suns. That would be Ricky Rubio, who can, who's not like anybody else, but, well... I guess he's not. Trevor Ariza, two years, 25 for the Kings. Interesting move there. Malcolm Brogdon, 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 pardon me. 85 million, uh, 85 million contract with the sign and trade deal with the Milwaukee Bucks. We'll get back to that trade here in a second. Uh, Bogdanovich, four years, 73 to the Utah Jazz. So interesting there. Thaddeus Young, three years, 41 for the Bulls. The former Timberwolf Thaddeus Young, good player, but couldn't rebound for his life and drove me nuts. Uh, Rodney Hood got his uh, got $8 million a year since $16 million two years there. Thomas Bryant, three years, 35 Tobias Harris, insane contract. He will return to the Sixers, a very good team who could also win the Eastern Conference. Both conferences are extremely top-heavy, aren't they? Especially if Kevin Durant's healthy. Whew, top heavy, very top heavy. Uh, the Philadelphia 76ers and Brooklyn Nets could be on a collision course, or you still got the uh, Brooklyn, you got the Milwaukee Bucks as well. Mike Scott stays in Philly, the stretch for their pretty cheap contract, two years, 9.8. Jeremy Lamb, three years, 31.5 to the Indiana Pacers. DeMar Carroll, two years, 13 million with the Spurs. Maybe I'm going on a little too long. Julius Randle went to the Knicks for 63. That's a good contract at the end of the day. Taj Gibson leaves the Timberwolves for the Knicks. Mike Mascala, blah, blah, blah. The brothers are united. Robin Lopez goes to the Knicks. So let's look at what the Wolves did a bit, if humanly possible. Seth Curry, a lot of guys wanted him. Unfortunately, not coming here. Enos Kanter, very cheap. Two years, $10 million to the Celts. Berea's back one more year for the Achilles, so good luck to him there. Anthony Tolliver leaves the Wolves, so a lot of guys leaving and a lot of guys coming in, I guess. Detroit Portland Trailblazers. Some interesting moves with the Wolves here. Noah Vunla agrees to a one-year deal with the Wolves, about two million, about two million or so, two point eight million for Noah Vunla. A lot of people like him. Uh, he provides some defense, some length, and all that. Not a bad addition, actually. At the end of the day, not a bad addition with Noah Vunla. Not. I mean, I, I don't mind the uh, the idea of bringing him in when you sit down and think about it. Again, he's long, athletic. He gets about he's about eight points, eight rebounds, like a block or so a game. Brings a, he brings something. He does. Uh, unfortunately, the Wolves waived Cameron Reynolds, which surprises me a little bit. Kind of a nice three point shooter, small forward, kind of a lengthy guy. I don't know what's up with that one. Jared W. I think would have fit right in with this team. One year, two point six. But I guess we wanted to go a little younger with Noah Vunla, similar kind of a guy, long defensive type of player. And there was an interesting one here. Jake Lehman. Portland Trailblazers really loved him. Minnesota sign-and-trade deal with the Portland Trailblazers. Pretty interesting move at the end of the day. Uh, it's still kind of to be decided what the Wolves give up for him, which is kind of weird. Uh, <laughs> but not a whole lot, though. It could be second-rounders, this and that. It's mostly a trade exception at the end of the day. Uh, Jake Lehman has inked a $11 million three-year contract with the Wolves. A bit of a stretch three. He provides defense, athleticism, this and that. So interesting acquisition. Didn't get to see him play a whole lot because he was kind of buried on that Portland roster, kind of behind the guys like the Rodney Hoods and such. So an interesting move at the end of the day. Jake Lehman 
coming to the Wolves. Uh, you also get Mr. Bell coming in from the Golden State Warriors. Jordan Bell so far in two years. Nothing too spectacular yet. Limited action with the Golden State Warriors. Can't imagine why, right? Uh, second round, eighth pick in the second round in 2017 by the Chicago Bulls. He's averaging about 3-3 three and three so far pretty much in his career, to be quite honest. I guess, well... So far, yeah, that's his average per 48. So at the end of the day, his real average is confusing at times. Nope, he's averaging about, uh, well, I guess his rookie year, he averaged 4.6, 3.6. Yeah, but last year about 3-3. Three and three. Average about, Averages about a block a game in about 13 minutes so far. So, I mean, he provides some of that length, that athleticism. He got a little bit of time in the big games, but still got a whole his, his whole life ahead of him. Born in 1995, so that's really good. Six foot nine out of Oregon. 224, Jordan Bell joining the Timberwolves. And I look some more at some of their numbers. It's like, why not at the end of the day? <laughs> if we can possibly do that. <laughs> Vanilla last played with the New York Knicks. Again, not a bad addition. I mean, these are kind of savvy, solid moves. Again, this guy's actually younger than uh, Jordan Bell. And he's about the same size, like a little bit bigger. A 6'9", bigger body, college from Indiana, the Indiana Pacers. He was a ninth overall pick, and I, that's why I remember him so well. Uh, it's already been about five, six years in the league, if you can believe it. Five years, officially. Started off with the Hornets. Yep, again, ninth pick in the draft. Hasn't panned out to be that kind of player, but his numbers have gradually improved every year, except his short time with the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, when he ended up getting traded to the Bulls. Not so good with the Blazers, but picked it up significantly last year with the Knicks. Of course, his minutes were much higher. Career high there, about 25.5, 8.4 points, 7.8 rebounds. Doesn't average a block a game, though, which is a little bit disappointing, but good, solid, strong man, on the ball kind of defense, athleticism. Not a bad addition and very cheap. 2.8 million in the NBA is very, 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 very cheap. When you think about it, uh, Layman is another interesting one. Jake Layman from the Portland Trailblazers. And we'll look at some of the trades again, including some of the other players the Wolves acquired. And yes, I haven't talked about uh, D'Angelo Russell yet. Yeah, we're going to get to it. I should have just started off with that, but whatever. <laughs> I'm just kind of leading into it. Just kind of building up, getting some of this out of the way. Layman finally got some minutes last year. After the first two seasons, he didn't get a whole lot. 7.6 and 3.1 in the rebounding category, 7.6 points. Uh, he can hit the three a little bit, but not yet, ultimately. His career three-point percentage is 30.2, so he's nothing special there. Free throw percentage, nothing special either. So, I mean, it's kind of a wait-and-see thing with this guy. They loved him very much. Did the uh, Portland Trailblazers. He's actually a year older than Vonla and Bell, so that's interesting to note. He was the 17th pick in the second round in 2016 by the Orlando Magic. Six foot nine again, so everybody's six nine and two fifteen in this case for Jake Lehman. So an interesting, interesting move again. Three years and it's mostly a trade exception to the Portland Trailblazers. 11.5. So a little more of a commitment with this guy and Blazers loved him. He looks like Tom Brady. He looks like Tom Brady. Just, just, just look at this guy. Look at his profile. He looks like Tom Brady. That's really funny. <laughs> I was like, he looks like somebody. Yep, it's Tom Brady. Okay, so let's get the rings going. Let's get the six uh, NBA Finals going here, Jake. Let's go. Come on. You know, Tom Brady was a, a very late pick, and people kind of, you know, just kind of wrote him off. You know, he's just, he was this Michigan quarterback and all that. And Yeah, well, once Drew Bledsoe got hurt, and things changed a little bit, and uh, 
Yeah, <clears throat> hopefully. Uh, all right, Jake Lehman, get those rings going, buddy. Let's talk about some other stuff here. Okay, so the Minnesota Timberwolves, we were all excited because D'Angelo Russell's coming to the Timberwolves. I should have just let off with this, but I don't know. I, I just didn't even want to get to it because I'm, I'm mad and frustrated, and you already know what happened. Yeah, let's talk about C- C- uh, KCP here. Two years, $16 million. You know, a much more affordable bleeping contract. It would have been nice on the Wolves with that kind of contract. Staying with the Lakers, the Lake Show. JaVale McGree staying with the Lake Show as well. Okay, let's get to it. I hate it so much. I hate it. I hate it. Is it okay to say I hate it? I'm just filled with hatred, don't don't you know? Uh, Charlotte's clearing some cap space getting Chandler Parsons. However, that makes sense. I don't know. No, they cleared a roster spot. They're not clearing cap space. <sighs> Poor Kyle Corey. He's not going to win any championships either. Uh, okay. And, the, of course, the move of moves way at the top there. That's still pending as well. Well, we were all excited, ready to go. June the 30th, the D'Angelo Russell has the Wolves at the top of his list. Here we go. I mean, it's going to happen. We're just going to sit and wait. You know, it sounds like the Wolves have a agreement in principle, possibly, uh, possibly Andrew Wiggins to the Brooklyn Nets for a, and a first-round pick. Andrew Wiggins and a first-round pick to the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, this this could be happening, and then it's just everything silent. You figure, okay, it's just because they're just finishing things up. Maybe they got to move this around, but it's going to happen. You know, they're meeting with D'Angelo Russell right here in the Twin Cities. Wait, no, never was in the Twin Cities. For some reason, I thought it was, but it was in Los Angeles. And then we give him a helicopter ride, according to uh, John Krasinski, who's not making it up, of course. We give him a helicopter ride in Los Angeles. What's the point of giving him a helicopter ride in Los Angeles? For what reason? Just to say, why don't you come to California, buddy? California's beautiful. Come to California, D'Angelo Russell. The Wolves just never got the commitment from Russell. We just, that we were at the top of his list. You know, people do that sometimes. Oh, you're, you're my first choice. Yeah, sure we are. Until something else happens. Just, you know, I'm bored. I'm waiting. It's humid outside. I go for a walk. I'm antsy. just want to get... I I, I, I want to get my steps in because I had to get to my 500,000 steps. It was the last day of the month. I hadn't made it yet for some reason because all the bleeping rain around here, especially on the weekends, so you just sit at home and get no steps. All excited. I didn't hear the alert, but I picked up my phone 10 minutes later as I'm walking to see. <clears throat> oh, cool, good. I finally am just about there with the 500,000 steps. ESPN alert. D'Angelo Russell agrees to sign and trade with the Golden State Warriors. Four years, 117. Oh, my God! Kill me. Just just kill me. I'm, I'm done. I quit. I'm never watching a game again. I hate the NBA. I hate the NBA so much. But, okay, I'm, I'm back. I'm, I'm never doing Tim Rose Explosion again. No, that's basically how I felt at the time. I can't do it. I, I just, I, I'm, I'm done. Do it live. F it. Kind of like Bill O'Reilly. Just, just, just do it live. F it. Do it live. Okay, now some of you know what I'm talking about. Most of you don't. But, yeah, YouTube. Okay, um, I couldn't believe it. I mean, I just wanted to die. I was, you know, and, and you know, I don't mean that for real, okay? Believe me, I'm not that way. I, I, and I'm not making fun of anybody that has been through a lot of depression and such. But this was just, this hit me like a ton of bricks, like you wouldn't believe. Coming down like hailstones out of my head. I, I couldn't believe it. I was almost <laughs> I was sick. Just like uh, 
an obnoxious guy by the name of Stephen A. Smith, who's a New York Knicks fan. He was all pissed off and frustrated because no Kyrie Irving, no Kevin Durant, no Kawhi Leonard, no this, no that, no LeBron James, no Tim Duncan, no Tracy. Well, they did get Tracy McGrady, and that didn't work out. Seems like everybody they ever got, it didn't work out. Like, they got uh, Carmelo Anthony, and did that really ever really amount to anything, or was it just a bunch of BS? I think it's a bunch of BS, frankly. Why is D'Angelo Russell going to the Golden State Warriors other than it's the Golden State Warriors, you know? I mean, there's gold in them Nar Hills, yeah. Look at all those championships, and, and you got the... But Steph Curry's the point guard. Steph Curry's the point guard. What's the point here? And the shooting guard's Clay Thompson. So what the hell is this? This doesn't make any sense. What kind of success level did they have in Golden State when Monte Ellis was with uh, Steph Curry? That's what a lot of people are saying. It would be the same thing. So why this move happened, I have no idea, other than they're just trying to maybe make a, like, like a stock trade almost. Like, let's buy into this stock, and then it'll go up in value a little bit because people are going to go after him again and trade it right away, you know, maybe in a couple months. Like, like like a short trade, this type of thing. Is that all it is? Because that's the rumors. Some of us, including myself, believe that maybe, just maybe, because the signings aren't official, like Jared Culver isn't even a Timberwolf yet, officially, that maybe, just maybe, the trade wasn't 100% done, and that might be why our Timberwolves facilitated the very trade that cost us the guy we wanted. The very trade. We facilitated the trade. We facilitated the trade. <laughs> we facilitated it. Timberwolves acquire Shabazz Napier, Trevon Graham, and cash considerations from the Golden State Warriors in this trade. So why would the Wolves facilitate the trade? The very trade that cost us the guy we wanted. Was it for cap space? Was it because we need this third-string point guard and another guy, a shooting guard, Trevon Graham, who's okay? Shabazz Napier, I kind of like him. I remember LeBron James really liked him. Certainly hasn't amounted to a whole lot in the league. In fact, his minutes have diminished this and that after an okay start with the Miami Heat. LeBron James liked him, but of course he wasn't enough for the uh, for LeBron James to stay in Miami. He wanted to go back to Cleveland to raise his stock price just a few shares, just a couple. And about two years later, he rose it to the moon. That's when he officially started to get into the goat talk, which, okay, there I go off into another story there. But yeah, um, interesting, amazing happening here. Very, very frustrating. Andre Iguodala ultimately goes to the uh, Philadelphia, or excuse me, the Memphis Grizzlies. That helps us facilitate the trade as well. You get the cap space so the Golden State Warriors can absorb D'Angelo Russell. Um, Shabazz Napier and Trevon Graham were on the Brooklyn Nets. They were never on the uh, Golden State Warriors. I'm not sure what the Wolves are doing here other than I, I don't know what the Wolves are doing. I have no idea what the Wolves are doing with this one other than acquiring a couple guys who are okay. I kind of like Napier a little bit. He was on the Nets. Kind of like him. Uh, Kevin Durant, of course, ultimately goes to the Brooklyn Nets. So it's like a sign-and-trade type of situation. Interesting how it all works out. So that's how that works out. That's how Kevin Durant wound up going to the uh, Brooklyn Nets. That's how they facilitated all this. So D'Angelo Russell's kind of like, let's fill in for Kevin Durant for the moment and then use uh, D'Angelo Russell to uh, move forward. But I guess that's why things got quiet because the whole thing dried up and died on us. And we got Shabazz Napier and Trevin Graham. I mean, hey, hey, man, you got yourself a nice backup or third string point guard, depending on what Tyus Jones does. Talk is that the Wolves will float uh, Tyus Jones a qualifying offer and we'll go from there. <sighs> but about 10.39, the trade took place or the alert showed up at 10.32. 10.39 is when I looked at my phone. So seven minutes later, I still remember, I can still see the time. I can still see the alert. 
I can still see everything. I mean, it's had 1032 from ESPN, 1039 on my phone. One of the most depressing moments in my basketball life took place. One, one of the most. I mean, we had D'Angelo Russell come into Minnesota. There's your secondary star. Maybe you get out of the Wiggins contract, or you get out of the Gorgie and uh, Jeff Teague contracts. Because what's Jeff Teague going to do as a $19 million backup point guard behind D'Angelo Russell? I have no idea. But uh, Teague would fit in nicely with the Nets, possibly. Help them out. Why not? Why not? Maybe he'd stay there for a while. Who, who knows? But uh, no D'Angelo Russell to Minnesota, unless it could still happen around December the 15th at a much higher price. The talk was possibly Jarrett Culver is included in the trade to sweeten things up in a big way. Majorly sweeten things up for Golden State, which, I don't know, that would be kind of a drag. You know, so much for the offensive uh, point guard and defensive uh, shooting guard, which I was kind of thinking about. That would be, uh, that would kind of bring a rhyme, <laughs> bring some rhyme, bring some reason and all that, some rhyme and reason to this uh, Jared Culver acquisition and all that. <clears throat> defensive shooting guard, offensive point guard, this and that could get very interesting. And if uh, Culver develops into a better player, that makes it even better. I, mean, I know Culver moves up, so to speak, but... Uh, <clears throat> this trade was very depressing. Very depressing moment for myself. And again, I guess he's not going to be on the Warriors for very long unless something happens. <clears throat> Kawhi Leonard was looked on as a rental, but it was the best rental ever. You won a championship. Minnesota Vikings thought they had that with Brett Favre as well. You know, one year and a Super Bowl title. But of course, nothing ever bleeping works out in Minnesota. Like, those things never happen. But other teams, it just, it, it happens. You know, a guy goes somewhere for a year or something, they win a championship, and off he goes. It's not the first time, but I'm blanking on some of the others. It's happened in hockey. It's happened in every sport. It happened in the NFL. Guy goes somewhere for a year. They win a championship, and he moves on for a bigger contract, longer this and that, or the location he preferred. One way or another, D'Angelo Russell's not on the Wolves, and what a what a nice uh, helicopter trip we gave him across the helicopter tour or whatever ride across Los Angeles, which made no bleeping sense. I, I don't understand it. Uh, Terry Rozier, this was another sign-and-trade situation with Kemba Walker, and Terry Rozier goes to the Celtics. Or, excuse me, yeah, he goes to the Celtics, the frickin' Celtics. He goes to the frickin' uh, Hornets for about $58 million, three years. Extremely expensive. Uh, Rozier did a good job in the absence of Kyrie Irving, but pretty expensive move by the Charlotte uh, Hornets. Michael Jordan, again, I, I don't know about him. I, I like him, but I don't know about him as this owner type of thing. I don't know, man. I don't think he's real good. But uh, depressing day for the Wolves, and we'll just move forward from that. We, at least we got Shabazz Napier, okay? We got the guy LeBron wanted. If LeBron wanted him, I want him because LeBron's the best. Yeah. LeBron always picks the perfect players to be around him, doesn't he? Always. Yeah. <laughs> Some uh, lower-end trades here. Kyle Korver going to the Phoenix Suns. A guy I think would like a ring, but uh, I don't think he's going to get one in uh, Phoenix. Javon Carter also goes to the Suns. Josh Jackson and DeAnthony Milton. Milton, not Milton, but Milton goes to the Memphis Grizzlies. And a couple of second rounders. The uh, 2021 second rounder is conditional. The 2021 is not. Dwight Howard gets traded again. It's like a, another one-year rental. Only $5.6 million for Dwight Howard, by the way. That's his salary. C.J. Miles off to the Washington Wizards. Dwight Howard has become a flat-out journeyman. Ever since the whole Laker thing blew up, he's basically been a borderline journeyman, and now he's a flat-out journeyman. Dwight Howard, I mean, I didn't even basically pay attention to him at all anymore. The Washington Wizards are about as relevant as 
you know, as like the, you know, an, uh, until the last couple of years, the Cleveland Browns were in the NFL. And it's like, no offense, I, the Wizards even made the playoffs a few times, but I just can't follow that team. They, they're just nothing to me. I, I, I don't know what it is, but they're nothing to me. Uh, so let's get to the big one. Happened this morning, early in the morning here. It's called July the 6th when things really start to pick up. This is insanity. Uh, so right before... Right as basically Kawhi Leonard has, was making his decision, he was going to Los Angeles. You know, he's going to the Lakers. He's he's going to L.A. No, he's not going to the Los Angeles Lakers, unfortunately for Binrock Vince Germano, who you'll hear in a minute. He's going to the Los Angeles Clippers, is uh, Kawhi Leonard. And Paul George will be joining him for a Herschel Walker trade, I think. I mean, this is nuts. I mean, the Oklahoma City Thunder are not going to be good for a little while. But my goodness, this is Herschel Walker, man. This is Herschel Walker. Possibly. No, it depends on how good the LA Clippers are. I mean, if the Oklahoma winds up with a bunch of 28th picks, then who cares? But this has a little bit of Herschel Walker going on, because that's too many first-round picks. I mean, the Los Angeles Clippers will not be picking in the first round until 2026, unless they trade for one. No, 2027. Oh my god. Oh my god. I don't even know how this is illegal. How How is this legal? Paul George is a good player, but I mean, you think they're—you think it's just a 24-year-old Kevin Durant moving here? This is unbelievable. Are you ready for the bag? It's a big, heavy bag here. Ugh, it's all the draft picks and players traded from the LA Clippers to Oklahoma City Thunder. Are you ready? <sighs> okay, that was really heavy. I almost broke, almost tore my rotator cuff lifting that. Danilo Gallinari and something called Shy Gilligas Alexander is off to the Oklahoma City Thunder along with seven first-round picks. Seven first-round picks. Did, did, did you hear that again? Seven first-round picks. Okay. 2021 first-round pick unprotected from the Miami Heat. So if the Miami Heat suck, and it's like the eighth pick in the draft, go Thunder. Unprotected LA Clippers pick in 2022. Unbelievable. First round pick, top 14 protected from Miami, 2023. 2023, first round pick, right to swap. So, of course, that usually means if the Clippers have a better record than the Oklahoma City Thunder, or let's say a worse pick than Oklahoma City Thunder, they would be able to swap it. So if the Clippers somehow suck in 2023, because you never know if guys get hurt or whatever, things just go really sour. They have a right to swap, along with 2025. 2024 is an unprotected Clippers pick. So, I mean, 2025 and 2023, uh, right to swap. So, Oklahoma City Thunder, again, if the Clippers are picking 10th and the Thunder are picking 15th, they can swap it. So, wow. So, the swaps do exist. Swaps exist in the draft. There was talk about those back in the day, back in the Michael Beasley trade with the Timberwolves, a first-round swap of the Miami Heat. I remember that back in the day where the Heat would get the right to swap because the Wolves gave up picks, and and that's it, to get uh, Michael Beasley back in 2010. We facilitated the uh, LeBron James trade. See, we like to facilitate. We're, we're, we're like the nicest team in the league. You know, this whole Minnesota nice thing, it's not a myth. It's not a myth. They're just not nice to me, that's all. But they're nice to uh, everybody else, like outsiders. We're not really particularly nice to each other, but we're just so nice to outsiders because outsiders are God, and everyone already here just sucks, I guess. Um, I guess. I'm just messing around. It feels like that sometimes. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, 
we're just so nice that we facilitated that LeBron James sign and trade that well or the the for free agent signing whatever it was it's technically a sign and trade like yay you get a trade exception you get basically nothing back but it ends up being a trade exception so complicated business here folks complicated business as a certain president said in 2016 complicated business here uh, I just received a call from the Oklahoma City Thunder they called to congratulate us, the Los Angeles Clippers, Paul George will be a L.A. Clipper with Kawhi Leonard. Golden State, you're fired. Los Angeles Lakers, you're fired. Yeah, maybe. Um, I would not be surprised if Staples Center hosts the Western Conference Finals. Do you get it? Do you get it yet? Yeah. The uh, Staples Center will host the Western Conference Finals regardless which L.A. team it is, it's going to host it because uh, it's going to host it and it's never going to leave Los Angeles. That's my guess right now. I mean, I'm leaning that way. Maybe Golden State acquires, uh, maybe they get Carl Anthony Towns next. That, that, that's that's the next thing that's going to happen. Carl Anthony Towns gets mad, screw this, and he goes to the Warriors. And um, maybe uh, Tyus Jones will go to be a backup point guard. And uh, yeah, I mean... And we'll wind up with uh, their third round, uh, their their third string small forward. Maybe we'll get, uh, ah, pff, I can't even take it anymore. Maybe we'll get Jared Cook back. Yeah, let's get Jared Cook. That'll make a big difference for the Wolves. Well, he's not that bad, but he's not that excited either. So, I mean, lots of trades, lots of movement. Evan, Tur- Evan Turner, that was back then. But uh, Ken Bazemore and Evan Turner switching places. Turner to the Atlanta Hawks. Again, that's a guy I do not want Jared Culver to turn into. Evan Turner found a way to make 18.6, but is he worth that much in all reality? Go ahead and say the, that's, that's the market value in the NBA. You know, the NBA is a gold mine. You can't tell me with a straight face. Evan Turner's worth 18.6 bleeping million dollars, though. And Ken bleeping Bazemore? He's okay, but is he worth 19.2? Seriously? This is dumb. <laughs> no, nobody's worth that kind of money. Connor McDavid is the best player in the NHL, and he makes 13, right? So, I mean, I don't know. But but hockey sucks. You know, hockey's so garbage. You know, they actually hit each other. In the NBA, we're all just happy for ourselves. So, yeah, there's a little bit of that, too. But um, I don't know. Sorry for my stupid rants. I can't help it. I can't help it. Uh, Oklahoma City, though, whew, this, this has a little Herschel Walker to it. They better handle it better than the Boston Celtics did, though, because Boston Celtics screwed it up. I mean, Danny Ainge, it's over, man. It's over. He he might end up getting fired after the amazing trade he made with the Brooklyn Nets. The Nets are the better team, by far, <laughs> after, you know, after these five years later or so with the Garnett and all that BS that took place. Stupid trade. Stupid trade by the Nets. Ends up, they end up coming out okay. Boston Celtics didn't really do jack. They made it to the East Finals once and got swept. Once. They made it once and got swept. So, we're happy for you. And I like the Celtics, but I'm not impressed at the moment. I love Kemba Walker. But Kemba Walker's going to be on an island. He's just going to shoot the ball 99 bajillion times. It's just going to be like, yay! I'm in Charlotte again. It just it just happens to be in TD America Garden. But he's basically Charlotte all over again. Where he has to basically do everything. Great. That's a great move by the uh, Celtics, I guess. They lost everybody. They have some guys, but Gordon Hayward and stuff. But Gordon Hayward's damaged goods, man. So, oh, it's a whirlwind. It's a spider web. Sorry I'm all over the place, but welcome to the NBA. I mean, it is all over the place. There's going to be 9 billion trades with 9 billion draft picks getting moved around. And we're going to be disappointed. Minnesota fans are going to be disappointed one way or another. We're not going to get the top free agents. 
every time you think something's about to happen, like many years ago, Gary Payton, it just never freaking happened. And he wound up on the Bucks like years later. Oh, goody. What a stupid-ass trade that was, too. That was a meaningless trade. Wound up with the Bucks. What a stupid-ass trade that was. They traded away Ray Allen for an aging Gary, Gary Payton who was gone in the offseason. That, that made a whole lot of sense, too. So with that, we'll take a quick break, come back, and hear from the legend, Vinrock, Vince Germano. Joey, just taking a break from uh, the old Kawhi watch here in uh, good old Melbourne town. Uh, just wanted to send you a little voice message, um, just regards to uh, your Timberwolves free agency um, position. Uh, I can understand why you're a bit um, flat about the whole D'Angelo Russell thing, but you got to remember, uh, years ago, as far as I can remember, uh, Minnesota was never. Um, a free agency destination for top-of-the-line players. And the last past few years, Kyrie Irving has had you guys on his list. D'Angelo had you on the top. Um, you were so close to getting him, but something or someone uh, definitely threw a spanner in the works there. Uh, still think you guys are a chance down the road to, to land him somehow through trade. Um, and let's not forget, uh, Roses needs time to execute his plan. Uh, let's not forget he would have presented a plan to ownership Um on the way he's, he's going to go about trying to get you guys into being a contender and taking another step forward. Um, he's picked up a player in Culver um, who I think, if all goes well, uh, will make Wiggins uh, expendable. And you, you're going to get something good back for Wiggins, whether it's picks or you know really good players that can help the T-Wolves down the track. So all, basically all I'm saying is it's not all doom and gloom. There is posit- positive... Um, things to look at, so let's give Roses um, time to um, execute his plan, and, let, and I'm, I'm confident, 100% confident he is not another David Kahn, because I don't think David Kahn would have pulled off a trade um, to get a guy like uh, Jared Culver, so uh, yeah, I'm going back to my Kawhi watch, and um, if he doesn't make a decision soon, I may go nuts, thanks brother, take care. And I can't thank you enough, brother. Vinrock, Vince Germano out of Melbourne, Australia, on the Kawhi watch. Unfortunately, things did not work out. So both of us feeling the pain and frustration of free agency once again. <sighs> life is life, isn't it? But hey, at least I got Anthony Davis. I mean, Anthony Davis is obviously a hell of a player. We'll see what other moves and trades the Los Angeles Lakers can make. Of course, I'm a little bit more partial and friendly to the Lakers than I used to be because obviously Vinrock, Vince Germano is a good friend. <laughs> from Australia, and a gigantic Laker fan. And, of course, we did Showtime and T-Wolves together. That show may come out of uh, that show. There's a good chance it's going to come out of retirement again pretty soon. It really wasn't even ever meant to be retired. It's just we got busy and all that stuff. And it's it's not easy doing an international show. I mean, it's tough. Like, you have to, you know, the timing is, like, way off and all that. So it is what it is. Imagine Minnesota and Australia recording a podcast together. It's not easy, but it it's it's doable. Maybe one day we can do it like a a once a month type of thing. That'd be kind of fun. Just catch up with the Lakers and the Wolves and all that. 
Maybe we'll do that one of these days. We'll get that revived and kind of get on some kind of once a month schedule. That might be my little, just little uh, throwing out a little uh, two cents on that one. Love what you had to say there. Of course, you want to keep things positive and the possibility of being able to move Wiggins at some point. Or hopefully Wiggins just figures it out and gets it going with this different coaching staff and give uh, different philosophy from the uh, the top. I do appreciate that Gerson Rosas is more aggressive than some other uh, guys have been in the past. Of course, Thibodeau was aggressive for bringing back his guys, and it just wasn't. They just weren't good moves. They just weren't good moves. I mean, it was just his guys, so to speak. Whereas, what about some of the players that would fit nicely to create a very, very good team? That would be a better move, I think, at the end of the day. Which I think D'Angelo Russell could have fit in nicely with the Wolves. Hopefully, there's something else at some point, and maybe he still will wind up here at the end of the day, later on at the end of 20, uh, 2019. We'll see. So let's get to the Twitter account, at Wolves Explosion, at Wolves Explosion. Again, Vinrock, Vince Germano, retweeting the show. Thank you again very much. State of the Timberwolves 2019, which if you haven't heard yet, I do recommend, of course. Levi and Tanae Brown out of New Zealand. Wonderful guys out of New Zealand, of course, like I just said. Retweeting the show. Thank you, guys. That's awesome. Hoops Dad, he liked a tweet. So some of this is, uh, yeah, these are like liking tweets from other things. Definitely heartbreaking how things didn't work out. Uh, Timberwolves, France. Uh, this and that, kind of multiple tweets. Uh, John Krasinski, this and that. Timberwolves Energizer liked my retweet, was it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, guys are just very frustrated with what took place. Uh, we were all excited, and then it all went downhill as quickly as possible, and that's just kind of how things go. Uh, Wojbaum is the king of Twitter. At the end of the day, he's just kind of doing his thing, and, uh, boy, he's making a living off of Twitter, that's for sure. Twitter is a very powerful weapon. If you're in the media, it uh, makes you a uh, makes you an on-the-spot reporter. That's for sure. At Wolves Explosion, do go follow that if you could. That'd be greatly appreciated. Again, thanks again, Vinrock Vince Germano. That was a lot of uh, a lot of good talk there, positive and fun and you know hopeful. We'll say. Uh, I, I, I try, I'm trying to be optimistic. It's not easy. Uh, what was this? Yep, I was really hoping for Nasir Little, and boy, he was there at 13, like I talked about in segment one, and he dropped all the way to 25. Uh, Tim Tim Lee Schluter locally said, yep, Kobe White, here we come, when I was talking about the sixth pick. He all just traded into the sixth spot. Yeah, pretty damn exciting at the end of the day. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, it's all, it always happens where it happens, it, like, uh, so, like, either Vin Rock, Vince Germano, Stu Benson, somebody's like, you just did this. I'm like, I missed it? And it was like five minutes ago, and I missed it. You guys always beat me to it, which is really funny. Uh, yep, this is where the uh, pick actually happened. We get some commentary from Tene Brown. He said, since when, since when do the Wolves trade up? And I was like, well, the David Kahn trade back in 2009. Pray to God this is a better outcome, and I hope it is. Uh, Tene Brown says... Messaged me this morning about the trade. I wasn't happy, but at least we're being aggressive. I like Sarish, though. So, yep, he's a little sad to see Sarish go to the Phoenix Suns. That's what took place. The Wolves trade. Um, Dario Sarich. I didn't even talk about this a whole lot. Dario Sarich and the number 11 pick. So you free up some cap space. and Because you probably didn't want to commit uh, $18 million or so. It might have been to keep Dario Sarich in Minnesota. Not much of a defense. And his offense is kind of okay. Never that great. Um, Wolves wind up taking Jared Culver because we didn't get Darius Garland. We talked about that in segment one, of course. And we'll hear from Sebastian and Barton locally here. He says, swing and a miss. And I was like, ah, I certainly hope not. Sebastian Barton says, who would hope so? LOL. Just heard how aggressive this front office was supposed to be. They have been as aggressive as a constipated shit. 
Well, I, I think they've been fairly aggressive. Uh, Angel Rosa says, good move, Wolves. So, I, yeah, a lot of people like Jared Culver, or they're just uh, being optimistic. I'm not sure. Hopefully, we'll wait and see how that goes. I was mad when I said, basically, what will make me feel much better is if we get D'Angelo Russell and pair him with Jared Culver. Then we have a legitimate backcourt, a scoring point guard, and a defensive shooting guard. That sounds uh, pretty good, paired with Towns. Some people like that one. Wayne Hunt. Again, the host of the Courtside Podcast, the Alpha Dog there, says, Can't wait for you to hear our latest show, Joey. We covered your pick and why fans should love it. And yes, it was a very optimistic uh, view of Jared Culver. And outstanding. Thank you again, Wayne. As, uh, he was able to get it out. Do check out the Courtside Podcast. They, they do talk about it. The, the, uh, they literally were during the draft. They were pretty surprised. Like, wow, they took Jared Culver. That's a good move. And so... Check it out indeed. Wayne Hunt says, Good sir, here's our draft reactions on the latest episode. Make sure you listen a bit after the actual Timberwolves pick where Stu and I go back to why Jared Culver being compared to Jimmy Butler is, is an actual good thing. Yes, yeah, see, because it will be Jimmy Butler without the attitude. So it's like high-end Jimmy Butler, not so high-end Evan Turner. So hopefully there's more of a Jimmy Butler. They're from the same part of the country and everything. I believe it's the same town, like Lubbock, Texas. So let's go you know let's go Jared Culver again I poked holes in his offensive game but of course Jimmy Butler's offensive game wasn't very polished when he came to the NBA either it it it, it took time um so luckily Jared Culver is a worker and that'll hopefully lead to bigger and better things yeah Wayne Hunt was saying and my fingers crossed the new management can land D'Angelo Russell a good point guard and mini is long overdue my friend and it was and it just didn't happen but uh everyone out there do look up episode 346 Draft Christmas 2019 CRTSDE as the link is actually right there and of course Google Podcasts Apple Podcasts it's there go get to it and listen to that episode highly recommended Jared Culver is the most versatile pick after Zion Williams and this is according to SB Nation very interesting read Vince Germano says this is great for you guys you've picked up a kid who not only wants to be great but as the focus and work ethic to go with it. And yes, this is where they talked about the handoffs and all that other such information. Very interesting. All the different details they go into where he's, he's the strongest. He's really incredibly strong in the handoff situation. Uh, those are the moves where you're kind of, you know, it's almost hard to explain just here on the air. But as guys are rotating around, you have the ball and you just kind of dump the ball up to a guy who's really close to you with the, uh, the movement, the cutting and such moving and cutting. Ultimately, they're, they're kind of, kind of handoff type of plays where you're getting the ball for a catch-and-shoot type of situation and those quick movements. Golden State Warriors do it an awful lot, to be quite honest. It's, it's similar to a catch-and-shoot, but much closer. Guys kind of literally moving to the ball in a quick move, a quick release of the ball as well in those handoff situations. And uh, Jared Culver's very good at that stuff. Um, everything blew up there. There's your Jer- uh, D'Angelo Russell. We we're going to meet with him on Sunday and then it all didn't happen, and complete crap, and Jamie Tintor locally says, so, so, so frustrating, we we can never get a break, and I feel the same, I feel the same, Jamie Tintor, big time, when everything got quiet, we just knew, same old crap, yep, so, yep, J- Judd Zolgad locally also wrote an article, scorenorth.com, same old, same old, names change, but Wolves' disappointment stays the same, yep, he talked about the frustration, I was so mad. I even, yeah, I called D'Angelo Russell a name. Maybe I shouldn't have, but I did. Not a bad, not not a, you know, not a little politically incorrect name, but a mean name, we'll just say. Uh, Sebastian Barton says, thank God I didn't experience that disappointment anywhere else. My God, the Twins and Vikings don't rely on big signings. Well, 
Kirk Cousins, though. Kirk Cousins was a big signing. Brett Favre was a big signing. So Vikings, some Vikings have been pretty bad about that over the years too at times. Uh, Angel Rosa says we had a good chance shaking up the league with the leadership and addition, but that's Minnesota sports. Jamie Tinker again says, "Ugh, oh, so frustrating." Kurt Russell Sawyer says, "It sounds like the Warriors do not want to keep him. They are looking to trade him for some nice pieces." I kind of just put "ha ha," and Sebastian Barton says, "We don't have nice pieces." Uh, I'm not sure if Kurt Russell ended up leaving the group after that, so I, I don't know if I offended him somehow by just putting the "ha ha." I didn't think it was realistic that we're going to get him, and I was in a rotten mood at the time. So I hope I didn't piss him off. I, I think he left the group after that, which kind of sucks. Jamie Tinker says, or not group, but Paige, says, it's unreal. I would tell Golden State and Brooklyn to go take a hike, and that was, again, after that weird trade situation. Yeah, trade up for somebody. Then we uh, then we facilitate it with them, which is kind of weird. Vince Germano says, Culver is going to be a gem. He'll make Wiggins go bye-bye. Zach Stiegler says Culver is a stud. So, okay. All right. I, I hope so. I mean, I hope so. This is after the uh, Shabazz Napier-Trevon Graham move for cash, and cash as well coming. Jordan Hill. Jordan Jordan Hill. Jordan Bell coming to Minnesota. Jordan Hill. Remember that name? Not that long ago, actually. Uh, and this was all the uh, the Wolves Summer League roster. Cannon Barry. He's shooting like his father, Rick Barry. Pretty funny. Katie Bates Shop. Tyus Battle. Barry Brown Jr. Mitch Creek. Yep. Australia's finest. Number 55. Kalon Martin. Not Kevin, not Kevin Martin. Brandon McCoy. Not Hank McCoy. Okay, I'll stop. Jordan McLaughlin. Marquise Moore. Jordan Murphy. Golden Gophers Power Forward Center. Jordan Murphy. Got a couple minutes out there. About three points and five rebounds. Jalen Noel. Yep. Love that guy. Josh Okogie, Brandon Radolf, Nas Reed, who was a free agent signing uh, after the draft, undrafted free agent who's got a lot of potential, but he's also got a little bit of a temper as well. Jared Terrell added to the list at the end of the day. Apparently a little bit of temper, though, with uh, Nas Reed. He kind of threw the ball in someone's face uh, during the McDonald's game. Marcus, the forecaster, was uh, bringing that to my attention. So, well, we'll see. Maybe that's why he didn't get drafted. People were afraid he might bring a little bit too much attitude, but... Who knows? Maybe the Wolves need some attitude once in a while. Let's look at that uh, summer league game a little bit. Mitch Creek, six points, five rebounds. And no, uh, he missed both of his threes. Kata Bates Jop was by far the best player. Three of five from downtown. Seven of ten overall. 17 points, only three rebounds, but that's okay, I guess. Nazir Reed with uh, nine points, three rebounds. Mr. Martin there, he actually led the team in... in uh, Martin, as a small forward off the bench, 12 points, 11 rebounds. He led the team in rebounding, so that's pretty impressive. Jordan Murphy, yep, that's what I thought. Three points, five rebounds, one assist, one steal, and one block. So Murphy's kind of filling up the stat sheet a little bit there. And Jared Terrell was seven points off the bench as well. And Mr. Barry did it. The only thing he was able to do was those two free throws in the limited minutes he had, those underhanded Rick Barry-style free throws that went in pretty awkwardly, but they went in. Noah, Noah Venla coming to the Wolves from the Knicks. No comments on that one. And Nas Reed ultimately coming to the Wolves as well. A couple guys liking that. The Wolves agree to deal with uh, wing Jake Lehman. Three-year three contract like I talked about earlier. Yes, I was late in posting it, but I wanted to at least have it up there for people to comment. and Didn't get a chance to get a comment from anybody on that. So with that said, that pretty much wraps up this show. Nope, nope, that's almost with the soda. <laughs> almost walked away. 
But uh, Wayne Hunt actually has a couple things. He says, boom, it's about time. Trust me, it's better this way. And this was talked from Clutch Points that the Timberwolves were aggressively shopping Andrew Wiggins, and maybe they still are. We'll see. And here we go. Wayne Hunt will wrap up the show with this. And he says, will you guys all calm down? So you didn't land D-Low on day one. Stay the course. It's a long time until the trade deadline ends. Anything can happen. So many, so many of you are complaining about the stars they don't have when they should have. Then they should be focusing on the ones they do. A couple comments here. Vince Germano says Culver is a great pickup. Plus, for as long as I can remember, the Wolves were never in the conversation to attract big free agents, but that is slowly changing. Thilo had the Wolves on top of his list, but obviously you guys couldn't make the moves to clear space. But the day is coming when you land a free agent. Uh, talk is, though, that the Wolves did have deals in place to clear cap space. It's just that stupid D'Angelo Russell never committed because he probably knew something else was going on. Maybe his agent came saying, don't commit yet, don't commit yet, don't commit yet. And then that's what happened. So it's frustrating. It's just like a... It's like you're... Yeah, I don't know. It's like guys talking to this girl, this and that. But secretly, there's this other guy, you know, this other secret guy in the background that they don't know about yet. And, oh, nope, she went up with him. Like, screw you, screw you. And that's pretty much the end of the day. So we got Culver, we got Wiggins, we got Towns, blah, blah, blah. Hopefully it all does work out. I'm going to give out the phone line, 209-736-7877, 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Mention you're calling in for Timberwolves Explosion. Do your statement, shout-out, comment, question, and opine. Remember, it is a three-minute limit because it is a real voicemail. So just be aware that it cuts you off after three minutes. Otherwise, go the Vince Germano route, which I actually highly recommend. Audio submission. Use your smartphone or if you have Audacity and a laptop and microphone and all that, use that and then just save it and send it to paladinolive at yahoo.com. Paladinolive at yahoo.com. All this information, including the Facebook page and Twitter account, will be in the show description. So there you go. You can just kind of copy and paste or just send it there. Paladino Live at Yahoo.com. Audio submission is highly recommended. There's really no limit to it. So if you want to go on for 10 minutes or something, if you really have a lot to say, you're, you're welcome to do that. Um, so just don't expect me to comment on every little small detail you say. Just uh, I'm literally just giving you the floor there, and I'll comment on some of it if it's a real long one. But if it's reasonably short, then, yeah, probably get to the whole thing. With that said, wishing all of you a good summer or winter if you're in Australia. Hope everything goes well there. It's just a little bit colder season, but certainly doesn't get as cold as it does here, I'm sure, in the winter time. Big difference, Australia versus Minnesota. Um, it's probably like October-ish there in comparison, I think. Like what Minnesota's Octobers are, probably their January, their July, whatever. July is their January, so this and that. With that said... Wishing all of you a good summer. Again, please do write a positive rating on iTunes or uh, iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Podcast if you could. It's greatly appreciated, or should I say Apple Podcasts nowadays. Greatly appreciated if you were to write a positive review. It's uh, can't thank you enough, those of you in Australia that have, and those of you uh, locally in the United States have as well. Thanks again. We'll talk to you very soon, and, uh, well, hopefully there's something more interesting to come, and if there is, there will be a show. Until then, take care. 